0: Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams and on today's show we have Andrew Beinbrink who is a serial entrepreneur. He actually starts off his story where he played professional baseball. He talks to us about what he learned and how any athlete can relate to it, especially the transition from playing baseball and then going into their own uh, startup and what that consisted of. Then he talks about Sports Force where he helps other high school students, athletes to find the right college to go to and for playing uh, college sports and helping them in the transition because I mean it's a big decision to make especially all the money you're going to have invested in your college decision. So he goes over that and then we talk about his new movement with what he's doing with yoga for homeless. And I've talked about this before in past shows about the yoga for homeless. We did a, we're doing an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign to raise money for this cause it is crazy what we have done so far. He has a lot of passion behind this, and he's making some big moves, especially with the Yoga for Homeless Challenge, similar to the ALS Bucket Challenge. He's got so many people doing this, people they don't even know. Just go to hashtag YogaForHomeless. That's for the number four, Yoga for Homeless, and you can see it yourself. But I highly suggest you to do the challenge, and I talk about it in the show as well. But you're going to learn a lot here. And if you're an athlete out there, Andrew really drops some great bombs of information on advice for you as an athlete and going through that transition in life and how you can relate to anything you take on in business. So quickly, before we jump on the show with Andrew, I want to remind you, I'm going to be heading to Orlando next week. I'm going to meet with my buddy Greg Rollett. He was on here a few weeks ago and go to uh, his company, Ambitious, and I'm doing a four-hour crowdfunding course or basically live chat from 2 p.m to 6 p.m eastern so that's next wednesday may 11th two to four or i mean sorry two to six i'll be on uh, a live talk with him and you can go to ambitious.com forward slash crowdfunding Sorry, that's ambitious.com forward slash crowdfunding, A-M-B-I-T-I-O-U-S.com forward slash crowdfunding. Sign up, it's free, he's not charging anything. Four hours of him and I talk about crowdfunding. I'm going to drop some, some value bombs there and give all kinds of great information about crowdfunding and all the campaigns that I've done and been working on and future campaigns. Highly suggest you you tend that, and I'm going to have some fun in Florida. So if you are in the Florida area, you're in Orlando, Water Park, text me, call me, and uh, hit me up, snap me, BT Adams 18 maybe we have some coffee and talk some business, but I will be down there hanging with old Greg Roulette. I am stoked. So let's jump into it with Andrew Weinbrink of Yoga for Homeless. Let's get started. <laughs> Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brendan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have my buddy Andrew Beinbrink. How's it going, buddy?
1: Going well, my man. Just uh, excited to share what's going on. Um, a lot, and uh, we got a big vision. So let's uh, let's get into it.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So just a little background. Andrew and I actually met. Uh, I think it was through the School of Greatness, but we met first time at John Lee Dumas' launch party for the Freedom Journal, and then from there we started working together doing a crowdfunding campaign for Yoga for Homeless, which we'll get into later. But Andrew has a great story from where he got started in the baseball world and then being an entrepreneur with his own business and everything else. So Andrew, let's let the listeners hear first off where you even got started, how it led you into baseball, and then how it led you to where you are today.
1: Yeah, I'll rewind the clock quite a bit, actually, to uh, (laughs) just, uh, you know, my childhood. And um, at a young age, literally elementary school, Mm -hmm. I remember just reading biographies of athletes, of, you know, young leaders like Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King, uh, to, you know, Lou Gehrig, uh, Joe DiMaggio. And at a very young age, I really just had a belief system that one person can change the world. And, you know, when you're 10, 11 years old and you you start to have that belief at such a young age that kind of you're the CEO of your universe, um, then I think you just you step into life with a very different mindset. Um, So, you know, the first business, I guess, where I was making money um, was in the seventh grade. Um, I decided. Seventh grade, yeah, nice. <laughs> I decided that there was, you know, a simple idea. I'm just gonna go buy Skittles at the local uh, Price Club, which was, you know, now Costco. Um, I'm gonna charge double what I pay for them, and I'm gonna make about thirty bucks a day, just you know, selling a box of Skittles almost every day. Um, so that was just the first little, you know, idea. Um, and it's been a crazy fun, you know, exciting uh, and very, um, you know, uh, powerful journey that I've been on. You know, I've never taken, I guess, the traditional route of doing the corporate, uh, you know, nine to five deal.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> I got to say, we're the kind of people that can't live in that kind of atmosphere. So you, did you go to college? What was your college life like?
1: Yeah, sure. So. You know, during I'll just during mm-hmm. high school, um, I kind of got into my next venture, which was uh, a clothing company. Um, really, doing some pants and some board shorts and some silkscreen T-shirt design. Um, and then I was a really, you know, really good baseball player. I was a three-sport athlete in high school, but baseball was the sport that I excelled at the most, and uh, was drafted professionally by the Red Sox out of high school. Was very very close to signing professionally right out of high school, but uh, decided to uh, forgo that and take a scholarship uh, to Arizona State nice. uh, where they had one of the uh, first entrepreneurship programs in the country, um, you know, for an undergraduate degree, which really attracted me to that. So just knew that I wanted to, you know, study entrepreneurship, um, went to college, you know, um, played baseball. There was a uh, four-time All-American at uh, at Arizona State, and really just kind of grew up a lot more, you know, had that college experience, and then uh, got drafted again professionally by the Tampa Rays, um, and really started, I guess, the next chapter of my life after college um, and pursuing, you know, a career in professional baseball. So uh, explain
0: to us what it was like, your experience playing in baseball. I mean, that's a different lifestyle. It's, I mean, it's going nonstop. What did you learn from that entire baseball experience?
1: Well, I think baseball's a really, you know, powerful uh, analogy for life and and for business as well because baseball unlike any other sport you play almost every day during the season. So every day you're having to, you know, prepare to perform. Um and baseball, like business uh, and like life, you know, you're dealing with adversities, you're dealing with, uh, you know, failing and having to learn from your mistakes. Um, so I think, you know, just understanding kind of the discipline and the preparation and the passion and everything that requires, you know, you to play sports at the highest level. All of that is very, you know, analogous to what you have to do in, in, in business, Um and I just try to take that mindset of being a world-class athlete into everything that I'm doing. Um, and from a business standpoint, I really think that means you know just understanding how you can deliver tremendous value, you know, to your market, um, and building a team, and staying, um, I guess, staying humble, but also staying like passionate and and aggressive as well.
0: How and I. You know, I, I got to say, I don't know, I don't watch much TV or baseball that much, but I do know that when you play baseball, you are going nonstop. How did you find a balance in in life between doing the sport and actually having your own time? Because you were going nonstop and you're with, your family is your team. So where did you find that balance?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and I don't know if you really uh, – <laughs> You know, if you really do have a whole lot of balance, um, there's no doubt about it. Um, it is a grind, and you're having to just stay, I guess, sim- simple-minded and focused on what you're trying to do. Um, you know, I just tried to, you know, the the what I love most about sports is kind of the the teamwork, the camaraderie, and playing for you know, a team or an organization and, and having an opportunity, you know, to win or to play at the, you know, just play at a championship caliber level. So I don't know. It's, um, you know, you, you just kind of. It becomes a lifestyle for you. It's that, Yeah, it becomes, it becomes a lifestyle and you just try to just, you know, make these small incremental goals um, so that you're not trying to, you know, tackle, you know, or eat an elephant as the expression goes, you know, you just got to take it like one, one little step at a time. And that's how the season, um, really has to unfold or, or it feels like, you know, groundhog's day is like what the joke is, you know, within professional baseball, like every day feels like the same, but, um,
0: (laughs) I can see that. So, so what was the transition like? And at what point did you decide, okay, I don't want to do baseball anymore. I want to start my own business. And kind of explain what that's like, because I mean, some people going from playing a professional sport and then going into the regular world out of out of sports is a hard transition, some can't handle it. What what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know uh, numerous friends that have had a very difficult time transitioning out of uh, out of professional sports or even uh, you know professional baseball. But um, for me, I guess. You know, I was already you know investing in some different uh, small businesses while I was playing, so I was staying connected, I guess, to my entrepreneurial spirit, um, and the transition out of baseball, you know, into let's say the world of, of being an entrepreneur, I guess, was rather easy for me because I was able to parlay um, some existing kind of investments and and and, and partnerships to get started right after, um, you know, professional baseball. And I didn't, uh, I guess I didn't miss a beat, you know, in terms of having something to apply my competitive spirit toward, um, which is a blessing, right? You know, to be able to just transition right there. Uh, And then, you know, I quickly realized after getting out of the game that, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, start my own business, you know, on my own. And that's where you know I started, you know, a sports company called Sports Force, and have really just been pursuing you know and putting my passion toward that.
0: So, for anybody that doesn't know your company, what does Sports Force do?
1: Sure. So, you know, we help <laughs> high school athletes and their parents really navigate the whole college recruiting process to try to maximize as many recruiting opportunities and scholarships as possible. Um, most parents, you know, have never been through the whole college recruiting process. And it's just quite challenging to understand, you know, where your son or daughter fits into the world of what schools are the right fit, you know, where are they going to be able to, uh, you know, in essence, maximize, you know, their athletic, academic and financial goals uh, as a family for college. I mean, really, college is arguably the largest financial investment and decision that a family going to make in their lives. Uh, you know, to support their, you know, their son or daughter. Um, And we just want to help families have absolute confidence. Um, We're all former, you know, athletes that went through the process ourselves. Many of us played at a college or professional level um, and just, you know, understand what college coaches are looking for, exactly the timeline, um, and just ultimately helping families, you know, and these student athletes make the best possible you know, college decision and find the school where they're going to, you know, have a great experience and, you know, take their sports to the next level and really try to give them a foundation or a springboard for life after college.
0: So how do you find these athletes? I mean, how how does this come about for meeting the right people for doing this?
1: Absolutely. You know, one of the biggest ways is just, you know, creating partnerships, um, you know, with different... You know organizations that are out there. Most sports today have really gone toward a club team, um, you know, model. Uh, so we create partnerships with club teams. We also go to large showcases and tournaments uh, to be able to understand, you know, the uh, the student athletes that are, that are out there. So we're in the trenches as an organization. Um, and then you know, being a web based business, we have the ability to work with anybody um, anywhere in the world. So that you know, our website is attracting, you know, new potential, uh, clients. And we really have to qualify every student athlete that we work with and family, uh, because they need to fit in terms of the criteria of, you know, the athletic academic, um, you know, ability to play at the next level. And we need to feel confident, uh, you know, to have- so how
0: do you know that? Because I mean, that's, that's tough. And also for figuring out, the college that wants them because of their abilities? Because don't most people have them picked out, recruited, if they're really good? No, so, I
1: mean, right now there's over 7 million high school athletes in the United States, right? Yeah. Um, about 10%, you know, are going to play college sports. And some sports, you know, it's more competitive than others. But um, a large majority of college sports is like NCAA Division Two, II, Division Three, and the NAIA level. Um, so about only 20% is division one and only about 1% of student athletes, um, from high school will get, you know, a division one, you know, scholarship opportunity. So it's very, very competitive. Um, and what most, um, The top players, yeah, they're getting recruited sometimes as early as the freshman year. I mean, we've had players that have literally been offered scholarships to UCLA and other big schools freshman year in high school, you know, a 14, 15 year old, you know, having to evaluate a decision for college. I mean, that's crazy, but that's not the norm, right? The norm is um, a student athlete's trying to develop, trying to find out what school's a good fit, and their recruiting process is... Really, going to get started typically sophomore, junior year. Um, and it's just important, you know, to have a game plan to understand, you know, where to go to camps and not waste a lot of time and money during the process uh, because it's easy to do. Um, as well as, you know, for student athletes, this decision is so important for you and your experience that having them fully engaged in the process to understand exactly what they're looking for but also how to prepare for what I consider the first real interview process that they're gonna go through in their lives which is you know a college coach who's typically 35 to 45 years old literally you know trying to evaluate them as an adult um, to make their college decision and interviewing them and these student athletes need to be prepared on you know what's the right things to say what are the right questions to ask what are the questions that a coach might, you know, ask of them? Um, it, it, it can be quite uh, overwhelming or intimidating, you know, for a family that's never been through it.
0: And you're basically, you're preparing them for all this?
1: For all this, yeah. It's a very comprehensive, you know, approach that we take. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it, it's a service that... Uh, you know saves them time and money during the process and then really ultimately saves them you know money on the back end because we understand where to save dough because college is yeah know, it's re-
0: expensive man <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what it is so you're doing a lot of traveling then you I mean you're going and watching these people play and you have other people out in the field to obviously see what these people are made of
1: yeah we have a staff of just under 20 um, you know some of our um, you know Clients that we work with, some of them submit video to us. The beauty is videos become so powerful yeah. that we can look at a player's video, whether it's a highlight film from soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and we can get an idea. And then we usually get in touch with their coaches that are working with them day to day to get a better understanding of, you know, how they're developing, uh, you know, on a day to day basis. And then, yeah, if we can see them in person, we're going to complement that, you know, as well. Um, but uh, it's a it's a dynamic you know organization is, for sure.
0: Is there anybody uh, that we would know that you've worked with that is already through the system and out? Can you mention?
1: Um, we have a gentleman, um, you know, that's playing professional baseball, Taylor Murphy, with the Cleveland Indians organization. Um, so he got uh, he was in big league spring training this year. Um, he's still young, you know. He's uh, twenty three. Is um, he's right around 23, 24 right now. Um, we have another player, I mean, who just got a scholarship offer for basketball, uh, from university of Louisville. So he's got over 15 division one, you know, scholarship offers and he's a junior right now. Um, so, you know, just giving you an idea of, uh, so um,
0: before we jump in the next section uh, for somebody out there that is in high school, uh, they're looking to do sports or maybe they're in college. What advice do you give the athlete? Just advice for if they're looking to become a professional athlete or even to play professional in a, at a college level.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say one of the biggest things is if you're looking to play, you know, you're a high school athlete right now and you're looking to play at the college level or potentially at the professional level, I would say you got to stoke the fire, you know, for, your sport and for the passion, like, why do you play the game? I mean, I talked to thousands of student athletes around the country. Um, and one of the things that I say, you know, is I highly recommend that you evaluate, you know, why you're playing, you know, the sport that you're playing. Um, do not play it for your parents. Do not play it for college coaches. Literally find, you know, the passion that's in your heart, because that's probably where it all started. So play from your heart, number one. Number two, play for your teammates, play for your community, um, play for the people that love you. Um, And then the third one is just play to compete, play to get better. The beauty of sports is it gives you feedback every time you play on how you're performing. So just understand that this is all just a growth process that you're going through. And if you focus on your passion, playing for the people that love you, um, and then playing to compete, I think you're going to have a really good quality perspective, um, and you're going to get better. Just sheer those, those ingredients. That's a recipe for success.
0: That's that's good advice, and I imagine it'll help anybody out there looking for college sports. I didn't, after high school, I kind of did the more, I don't know, party route for college, but I did <laughs> play rugby. I played rugby, and that was a fun sport, and I didn't even know what that was in high school. You come to college, and rugby's insane, man. Have you ever played rugby?
1: I have not. We have actually a football player that we're working with. Um, that uh, we've had some football and rug- slash rugby players, and rugby is growing tremendously.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if if they can play rugby, they can play any sport because I mean, you're basically playing full out po- football without any pads, and the rules. Uh-huh. There's not really that many rules. And there's even some fighting involved. I mean, just based off the club ball I played at Iowa State University, rugby was fun and uh, quite an experience. And talk about brotherhood and team, like you are a team as one. And it's just that camaraderie, like being with a group of people, and it's a great feeling. And I, I miss it. I every I, I go back every once in a while for the the old they call the old boys rugby, where basically they all come back, and you got the the college ones that've been trained every week, and then you got us guys that come back and. We're having a few beers, some of them are smoking, and they're just like, they go on the field and they're right at it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I think the the lifelong relationships that you develop, you know, through, you know, sports is such a, such power, you know, such power, so powerful. And then, you know, as a student athlete, if it's on your resume, when you go into a, a job interview after college that you played you know, sports in college, I mean, it's always gonna come up. Like, how did you balance, you know, being a student athlete and being a, you know, or, or being a student athlete at the college level? You
0: know, that's one question I have for you because, you know, I always look at somebody if they played college uh, sports or especially if they were in um, professional, I mean, they have to have a lot of time commitment. How do people look at you because of your background of what you went through? I mean, obviously they look at you differently because you did have that commitment. Because it's dedication, you know?
1: Absolutely. I think it's you know I think people have a respect for it, you know, that you were able to uh you know balance, uh, you know, have that time management. But also I think there's I know many organizations that are out there, we're talking Fortune five hundred companies, you know, literally target hunt to find, you know, college student athletes to be able to hire. Um and it's not just for sales positions. It's just They like the ability where, you know, someone's had to work together with other people. They like the ability that someone's had to, you know, perform under pressure. Uh, So I think, you know, and, and whether it's, you know, your passion is sports or it's something music or arts, I think as long as you're stoked in that competitive spirit and you're continuing to grow as a person, like you're putting yourself, you know, in a powerful position. And that's like the, you know, the journey of the entrepreneur is all about, you know, you being, uh, growing, becoming the best version of yourself that you possibly can. It's eight o'clock. Um, so, you know, that's, what's, uh, you know, that's, what's exciting, I think is, uh, you know, this life, we have a gift, you know, to be able to bring, uh, our spirit and, uh, our ideas to the world. And, you know, god bless that we're you know we live in america to be able to have that platform uh, for that opportunity
0: exactly and you know i want to go to the next thing i mean we talked about your experience in sports and how people can relate to it and then also how you've been able to build up sports force to a successful company right now you have a cool project that uh i've been involved with somewhat with you and i got to see at the beginning and what you're doing now with yoga for homeless is just changing the way people look at, for one, yoga and the homeless, and it is a problem that most people don't even think of. And when we, back in, in when we had done the launch for your campaign, <clears throat> we actually went out in the streets, and I got to see firsthand of the homeless and who they were and talked with them, and. I even did a podcast show on on Wolf Man, which I hope he's doing all right. By the way, if I, if he hasn't got the book Think and Grow Rich, next time I'm in town, I'm gonna have to get him that book. But uh, it's it's a whole issue that we need to confront people, and so they can know what to do to help. So first, start off by explaining the story of where you even came up with yoga for homeless and sure. what it's doing today.
1: Yeah. So the story. I live in La Jolla, California um, and we have a small homeless population here and I'm just walking the streets one morning after a workout. It was early, it was a cold kind of wet morning and uh, there was just a, you know, an older man sleeping on the concrete. You know, it was just, uh, he didn't have anything underneath his clothes uh, between him and the concrete and, you know, he had an amputated, you know, leg. I believe you know he was a war veteran. I've seen him around, you know, uh, and I just had this moment of compassion, you know, that no human being, you know, deserves to sleep on the concrete. And I said, you know, just you know, what can I do about this? So I just hustled back to my to my house, and I just grabbed a yoga mat that I had, and I and I gave him a yoga mat, and it was just a simple kind of act of um, kindness to give him a barrier between him and the concrete. Um, and what started happening, you know, is, you know, I posted something on Facebook and at the end of it, I kind of told the story. And then at the end of it, I just said, you know, wouldn't it be cool if the yoga community would get behind supporting the homeless? Um, and that, I guess, seed was planted, you know, in the universe. Um, and literally, um, a friend of mine said, I got, you know, 15 extra yoga mats, you know, why don't I'll give them to you. And then we started walking the streets in La Jolla and in downtown, and literally giving yoga mats um, to homeless, you know, men and women that would appreciate them and take them. And we'd explain, you know, use this, just put this underneath you when you go to bed tonight. And then I'd run into them, I'd run into them the next day, and I'd say, you know, so, you know, how was your night of sleep? And they'd say, you know, I got the best night of sleep that I've gotten since I've been on the streets. Um, and you think about what we take for granted is just a yoga mat, you know, can provide someone maybe a better night of sleep and how that helps their health um, is huge. And then the idea started, you know, uh, gaining more steam Where studio yoga studio started, you know, donating more mats. So we started getting 10 mats, 20 mats, you know, over 100 mats right away. And then bigger companies like Guyam and Lululemon started getting involved and then Fox News here, you know, picked it up and we did an in-studio interview, you know, with Fox News. And really it's just kind of been a, uh, I guess, a, a story, a very organic story of people resonating with this concept around being compassionate, you know, toward a population that is, you know, I think underrepresented um, and often invisible to the world. Um, most of us, you know, go through life um you know either not being in a community that has a lot of homelessness or you know we don't know how to help and we we know we we look the other way and i think yoga for homeless is giving a platform to raise awareness number 1 number 2 we're bringing the healing practice of yoga into home into homeless shelters i mean we just did another uh a chair yoga class with some uh with some elderly um you know homeless in san diego on monday and it's just I mean, it's amazing, you know, over 20 people in one class, you know, just getting the power of yoga. And as I've, you know, invested more of my time and money and energy into this whole deal, I've also really done the research and, 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 and seen the evidence that yoga can help, you know, curb and reduce addiction, mm-hmm. depression, um, traumatic stress disorder, which most homeless deal with. I mean, to insomnia. So, the evidence or the power of you know what we're doing, it it, it transforms not just you know the everyday person's understanding of, of of a homeless and a homeless person having more compassion, but also being able to give them tools and resources to take their lives, you know, to the next level. And our goal is to help people graduate and get off the streets.
0: You know, and anybody that follows me on Snapchat, they know that I'm a, a big yogi and I I love it. I mean, it for me as an entrepreneur and, and I don't even want to complain about stress because, I mean, like you said, I mean, people are worrying about they're sleeping on the concrete. And that's why, I mean, people should not take things for granted. But yoga helps you clear your mind, makes you feel better, makes you find yourself even more. I mean, I could go on day, all the positive effects it has. So, for one, giving a homeless the mat for them to sleep on, and then two, if we could show them the power of yoga and what can do for them to figure out who they are, because at the end of the day, and I I truly believe, I mean, you could throw them a few dollars here and there, but I don't know if that's going to solve their problem. You know what's going to solve their problem is them mentally and spiritually figure out what it is they need to do in life and show them that journey and through yoga and that'll help them and you even have a story talk to the audience about the the man that you had actually met and now he's he's off the street
1: yeah so i met a gentleman back in december uh right right during the holiday time um and this was in la jolla and you know he was living on the streets um, and i just first you know experience that i had with him. um is we did kind of an impromptu um like christmas breakfast breakfast tacos one morning with a group of about uh there were four um homeless men and uh we had just done kind of a holiday party uh for yoga for homeless to kind of kick it off where we did a mat drive anyway so i met this gentleman and um uh, i just gave each of the gentlemen a mat uh, a mat a yoga mat and so that they would have something better to sleep on, you know, that, that night. Um, Anyway, I just kept running into, you know, this gentleman almost every day, every other day. And I just started having real conversations with him. I said, you know, so tell me a little bit about your story, you know, and and what was it? Um, And, you know, he's saying, you know, it's been alcohol, you know, has been a big challenge for him. Right. Um, And I, which is, you know, can be common. And I just said, okay, well, let me understand, you know, then, you know, how are you, how do you imagine, you know, getting off the streets? Like what's going to be your path to get off the streets? And he's like, well, you know, I got to be able to, uh, you know, obviously stop drinking. I got to be able to, you know, get away from some of the, you know, friends and, you know, create a different, uh, environment for me. And I just said, you know, I want you to come up with every reason why you, uh, you know, need to get off the streets. But I want, you know, none of the reasons to be for you personally. I want you to think of all the other people in your lives that could benefit with you being off the streets and you getting your life back and, you know, in order. Um, And then I'd run into him, you know, the next day. And meanwhile, during this whole time, he'd also he'd always say, like, I just ask, you know, how did you get, you know, how was your sleep last night? And I ended up giving him like two mats. So he kind of created and it was rainy during the winter here. So literally the mats were helping him stay out of, stay off of the wet ground and keeping, keeping other, you know, possessions that he owns like blankets and other stuff dry as well, Mm -hmm. which is a huge deal. So anyway, he's like, yeah, I'm getting better sleep. And then, um, one of the next mornings I literally wrote out every, you know, alcohol anonymous meeting that was going to be in La Jolla Monday through Sunday. And I just said, you know, I would like for you, you know, to be able to, um, I'd like for you to be able to make it to every one of these classes, um, and do your best because you cannot do this alone. Like if you just try to do this alone and it's all for you, I don't think it's going to happen. And he was, you know, he had a spiritual, I guess, background, which is really interesting. You know, many of the homeless, um, do have a spiritual background and they do, um, you know, try to find because when you're that low, I mean, sometimes the only thing that can keep you going sometimes is at least some faith, um, you know, in something that's bigger than you uh, just to stay alive because uh, it's, it's, it's a treacherous lifestyle. But um, fast forward, you know, um, it was uh, just Easter weekend, you know, back at the end of March and I received a phone call out of nowhere um, and it was this gentleman. And he said, you know, hey, Andrew, uh, I just wanted to give you an update um, on what's going on. And um, he said, you know, I'm off the streets now. Um, I have a job. I got an apartment uh, and I'm reunited with my family. And, uh, you know, kind of the love and the care that uh, that, that you provided um, really helped me, you know, get my life back in order. Um, so, you know, it was just a, uh, it blew my mind. It literally gives me chills when I think about it right now, uh, just that, that, that phone call. Um, and I'm still in touch with them. You know, I sh- shoot them text messages to check in on them. Um, and, you know, it's the compassion and it's being able to just realize that we're all part of this, you know, one tribe of human beings and that to, you know, recognize that. And I think what I'm really trying to, uh, do with yoga for homeless is give, you know, the general person a way to be engaged and involved and to give back and to, you know, unlock that giving spirit that lies within each one of us that helps us, you know, connect with who we truly are and gives us a way, you know, to what they call, um, give us that helper's high, you know, that feeling of being connected, you know, and giving other people, um, you know, uh, and supporting others. So whether it's your passion is homelessness or it's something else, it's just unlocking that giving spirit. Um, and our vision is very big, you know, as you know, uh, Brandon, it's not just about, you know, giving mats and doing yoga. I mean, I've traveled, you know, now to different homeless, uh, you know, uh, community centers and, 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 and have researched some of the best ones in the country and in the world actually. And we've added a gentleman to our board, um, Dr. Robert Marbutt, who has helped more cities and communities tackle the homeless epidemic than anyone in the world. Um, So we're really looking at this in a, with a big picture of how we can help cities, you know, across the country, you know, transform and change, you know, their policies to really um, transform their homeless epidemic because there've already been cities like Phoenix and Columbus, Ohio, um, and San Antonio that have literally reduced homelessness from thousands of people to only hundreds of people and are saving their cities and their taxpayers millions of dollars because the business of keeping people on the streets is a losing financial. Um, and I think what most people don't know is that, you know, us as taxpayers and us as uh, you know cities and counties, we're losing money by not addressing and tackling you know the homeless epidemic.
0: Yeah, and you know this is something most people don't even realize the different issues with this. And I mean, again, me seeing firsthand from what is going on is it's crazy. And but to see the people get helped, and you talk about the the feeling of giving, like. You know, that is one day that I will never forget when we walked down the street and we talked to these people, and especially Wolf. Is it Wolf Man or Wolf? Wolf, Wolf Man, yeah. Wolf, Wolf Man. But the guy was a genius. He was smart. And there was a story, and they all have a story about what happened to them, why they are there, and people have things that happen in their life, and you never should judge somebody. and you got to know where they're at in their life and go put yourself in their shoes. And all it takes is one small thing to do to help them that will change everything for them. And that's why Yoga for Homeless and what you do with the homeless with yoga is powerful because any yogi out there, they know what yoga does. And clearly you've got traction because you got Lululemon on board, which all the, the girls out there and all the, the yogis and everybody else, I mean, Lululemon has some great clothes, and uh, they're a big organization. So it's a great person to have partnered with you. But what you're doing now that is really spreading the word is you're taking the approach that the ALS bucket challenge it took by doing the Yoga for Homeless Challenge, which I'll have in the notes the, the challenge that I did, what you had. Talk to the audience about what you're doing for a challenge and why they should do it, what it takes to do the Yoga for Homeless Challenge, which is pretty yeah, I- sweet.
1: Absolutely. Um, So the idea was really, you know, how could we help spread awareness uh, around, you know, what we're doing with yoga for homeless? So looking at social media and the way the yoga community, you know, has really gotten invested in Facebook and Instagram, um, I just came up with an idea, kind of reverse engineering the whole ALS ice bucket challenge. And instead of dumping a bucket of ice on your head, Um, you know to support ALS. We created a challenge on social media where people just do a pose and take a photo or a video of their pose, um, post it online and then challenge you know three or more other friends you know to do the same. And we've just started this and it's really um, starting to create uh, a nice following of uh, you know we've had now hundreds of uh, different yogis (laughs) around the world.
0: It's organic. You got people you don't even know doing it now.
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> I know, I'll wake up, uh, you know, and I'll look up, I'll, I'll search hashtag, you know, yoga, the number four homeless on Instagram or Facebook, and I'll find, you know, more and more challenges. Um, and it is exciting. I mean, and, you know, of course, we've linked, you know, as part of it, you know, to, to make a small donation, you know, to our, uh, to our crowdfunding effort as well to be part of that. Um, and, you know, it's just a way to recognize, you know, that homeless men, women and children need a voice and we're giving them a voice in the community and showing that, uh, you know, and you know, is a ripple that can, you know, touch the world. And as each of us have a social media following, you know, I would urge you whether, you know, you do the yoga challenge and you actually do a pose or you do a video, um, or you just you know, go to our website and watch, you know, the homepage video, which is our movie style trailer of what we're doing and why we're doing this. Um, I just, you know, want more people to get invested in the mission work that's right in your backyard. And almost everybody that's on this show probably is in a community or near a city where homelessness is affecting the morale of your city.
0: Um, You know anybody listening right now, and you've heard me talk about it multiple times on this show, I challenge all of you to do the Yoga for Homeless Challenge, even if you are not a yogi, which by the way, if you're not doing yoga, you should, because it does help you, especially as an entrepreneur. I challenge you to do the Yoga for Homeless Challenge, and if you can, give what you can. We have an Indiegogo campaign going on, and even as small as $5, I mean... Give up your latte for a day. Come on, is it, is it that tough? You can go get a cappuccino at Starbucks, spend 5 bucks Instead, give that up and donate $5. And I have worked with them firsthand. I've seen the team and, Andrew, everything you've done and the rest of the crew. Like, kudos to you. I mean, you guys are so passionate. And I've worked with many multiple nonprofits. And it's so unique what you guys have. And the true heart and passion and drive behind it. Because, I mean... You are putting your heart and soul this. You're not getting paid for this. This is not a good your heart. I mean, you're, you're putting your own money out. You're dedicating your life, and it's not easy, man. It's not. And you know, people, and I've been a director of a nonprofit. And I've worked through the whole process. People think that, okay, uh, they, they see this, how easy it can be and the fame of it. But no, it's hard, and you've got to dedicate all your time and figure out how to do this. And that's what you've done and anybody again anybody listening please take the time to check it out and just look at hashtag yoga for homeless it it's (laughs) cool oh there are some interesting yoga for homeless challenges that you do want to check out but again thank you for what you do andrew what what other things would you like the audience to know about what you're doing
1: yeah I mean, I think this all comes down to, uh, you know, each one of us going back to, you know, becoming the best version of yourself. Um, And that's the journey that you're on as an entrepreneur, whether you're working your nine to five right now, or you're starting a new business, or you're thinking about starting something new, um, or you're just interested in taking, you know, kind of learning more about being an entrepreneur. And I would just, you know, say that there's an area of your life that you need to cultivate as well to fill up your tank again. And that's part of just, you know, giving back and having a way to be connected, you know, to your community because as that entrepreneur, even as that nine to fiver right now, that's trying to transition out of that, uh, out of that, um, you know, nine to five, you got to fill up your tank and you got to stay inspired. And if you think that you're going to be able to do this all on your own, uh, Yeah. You're, you're, you're running into a, uh, it's going to be a train wreck. You're going to need help. And you're also going to need to give back because, you know, the beauty of the, uh, the human spirit is we are engineered as, you know, tribal beings that we are, you know, cavemen and cavewomen from not too long ago that we're, we're, we're engineered to be able to help the fellow man and woman. Um, and I think you need to, Think about how, you know, just giving back is part of, you know, your lifestyle on some level. And like Brennan said, whether it's giving a few bucks to a cause that resonates with you, doing the yoga challenge, um, you know, it is about, you know, taking action um, around, you know, ways that you can impact the world. Um, And that's that's my final call to action, you know, is find at least one thing that you can um, you know give back toward or give back to um, that you're passionate you're passionate about and if you find multiple things um, that's great too I mean the crowdfunding space the beauty of the crowdfunding space and I'll just give you kind of you know a little bit of a juice on this you know is the crowdfunding space is democratizing how anybody can have a cause or a project or an idea, and can bring it to the world, and seed that project, that idea, that cause, with awareness, with capital, and with momentum to bring it into the world. And there's been, this is an un- unprecedented time in the history of the world, where we have this opportunity. It, it's
0: changing the future, man. I mean, I you get me excited to talk about this, because you're, you're allowed to start from, nothing and raise money from the world but also build awareness it's not even the money it's the fact that you're building awareness that supports you for years to come and uh, crowdsource cr- crowdfund your ideas and I mean we have seen what yoga for homeless is doing and other people out there so get into the field I mean if you have an idea you have a nonprofit crowdfund it Indiegogo is a great way to go and clearly you're proof that it works and everything you're doing, and again, Andrew, I just want to commend you. I mean, I appreciate everything you do. You're a great person, good friend of mine. I hope to be seeing you again soon in California because I do miss it already. <laughs> any uh, any last words before we go?
1: Yeah, I would say just, you know, you can use Yoga for Homeless as, as, as an example. Um, it is a it's like a startup, you know, doing a nonprofit. This is my s- first social venture. Um, you know, check out what we're doing. Uh, let it inspire you. Um, don't feel like you gotta be inspired, you know, uh, internally all the time. Uh, sometimes you gotta draw on other people's stories to help you stay inspired. Um, so, you know, our, our web, uh, website and the challenge is uh, really simple. It's right on the home page, you know, but, um, you know, yoga, the number four homeless uh, and the hashtag yoga, the number four homeless, you know, on Instagram and Facebook um, and just follow the story. I mean, we are going we're changing lives, you know, right now, but we're going to change thousands of lives uh, as we're already expanding into different cities. And if if you're in a city where, you know, you want to bring yoga to homeless, uh, yoga for homeless too, reach out to me, you know. Andrew at YogaForHomeless dot org. Uh, we are partnering with studios and shelters and community centers all over the country right now.
0: So, anybody, I personally challenge you to the Yoga for Homeless challenge. Everyone listening, if you enjoy this show, take the time to at least go and do the Yoga for Homeless challenge and hashtag Yoga for Homeless, and you can hashtag Brandon T Adams in it too, so I make sure I know you did it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Thank you again, bud, and everyone listening, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's show with Andrew Beinbrink. Andrew knows his stuff when it comes to the sports industry. I mean, he did how many years of professional baseball? And now he's got his company, uh, Sports Force. He's helping other people get into college and pick the right place to go for doing sports. So your athlete out there, I mean, highly suggest checking out his site, go to Sports Force. I'll have it on the notes there linked so you can contact him, but also for the Yoga for Homeless Challenge. You a yogi or not, it doesn't matter. I'm huge in yoga. I love it. It's so powerful. I think everybody should do it to keep your mind just strong and mentally be able to take anything on, especially as an entrepreneur. We get stressed out. We have a lot of things going on. Yoga has been a a big component to my success and being able to maintain everything, keep balance. So go and do. I'm challenging right now the Yoga for Homeless Challenge. I'll have it linked on the notes showing how you do it. It's very simple. You basically just go on camera and you call people out on video and you donate. I donated $100 to the Indiegogo campaign. And then you challenge people to do the same thing and then you do a a yoga challenge. You do your own favorite move. And I did a very simple one, but I didn't even know the name of it. But do a challenge is for a great cause. It's helping a lot of people and you can help the homeless. So check that out on our site, brandontadams.com. You know, That's it for today's show, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it, and hopefully you can connect with me next week in Orlando when I'm down in uh, Greg Rowlett's studio for Ambitious. That's go to ambitious.com forward slash crowdfunding. A four-hour live chat with me and Greg talking crowdfunding. That's 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern time next Wednesday, May 11th. You don't want to miss it. It's free. What, what do you got to lose? And we're going to have some fun. So maybe I'll see you down there in Orlando. So we'll talk to you all later. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.